Hello, good evening, guys from Sweden. Um, again, yes, you have tuned into the right podcast. This is Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Beckson. Just I am currently in Sweden, Sweden at the moment, visiting my father. Uh, so I apologize if the uh, recording is not as good as it typically is. But anyway, today we're going to be talking with Christina Garini of Cribo Lawyers. If you guys remember, she did episode seven and also episode 34. I love to get her back on every so often just so we get an update on residency and also the digital nomad visa. Today, we're going to be going into more detail now as more of the actual application process kind of comes out for the digital nomad visa application. And also a little bit deeper into the investor residency benefits as well. So that's for you guys that invest basically $150,000 or more into Costa Rica. There are some benefits to you of doing that uh, when you get residency here. So we're going to be talking about everything from uh, all of those benefits, from tax benefits to get your partner potentially getting residency, to be able to bring in a container of furniture, to bring into vehicles, uh, etc. So remember, guys, if you have any questions for me, myself, you can email me at info at investingcostarica.com. That's Richard at investingcostarica.com. It can be anything from relocation to <clears throat> vacation rentals to building hotels or cabins, anything that you want. I'm more than happy to see how I can help you. Remember, if you want to get in contact with Christina as well, all of her contact details will be in the description. Okay. Um, and remember to subscribe to the channel, guys. Uh, give us some thumbs up, comment away, uh, and also reviews for you guys that are listening to it on Spotify and Apple. Let's get straight into it. Christina, good morning to you and I suppose good evening to me here in Sweden. It's the first podcast I've actually done out of Costa Rica, so congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Good evening to you and I don't know, it's very nice to be here again and thank you for taking the time to have this podcast again while you're in lovely Sweden. No, no worries, no worries. I think you were just in Italy, right? Yeah, I was just in Italy uh, for a long time for family matters, so not all fun, but it was yep. always nice, of course. Well, I'm sure Costa Rica is happy to have you back. So, uh, but anyway. You're happy to be here. Well, I mean, I thought it was great. Again, I love to get you on every so, every couple of episodes. I know we did episode seven, episode 34, and this is episode 51 now. Um, so yeah, we just broke 50, um, So, which is, which is pretty big. But I mean, I always asked you, I asked you what had surprised you before, but let me just ask, in the last three months, what has really surprised you? Has anything changed? Yes, it has. As always, I'm happy to see that immigration in Spanish, you will say, se puso las pilas. It means they are trying to, you know, speed things up, yep. with it, which is a very good news for the expats. You know, the last time we spoke, I told you that if you request an appointment to submit your paperwork for the residency application, you will have to wait maybe one year if you do it by, your, do it by yourself. Now, they are still giving appointment for 2022, but within two weeks, from the request, they are rescheduling it for like one month from now. Wow. So this means if you're cold, you have an appointment and it's going to be, I don't know, June 2022 or August 2022. And then two weeks later, you receive a notice saying, hey, your appointment has been anticipated to November 10th. Wow. Which is a great news because, I mean, you want to start the process as soon as possible because it will take them quite some time to resolve your application, analyze your case file and grant you the condition. And it's only from the moment you receive the condition that you can benefit from everything that means being a resident here in Costa Rica. So this is a great news. And I congratulate immigration authorities for the great job that they're doing. Go immigration. It's not often we're saying that. So uh, good for them. Exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, Absolutely. I mean, there are, there are two topics I'd like to discuss today. Uh, the first one, we'll get a little bit further into the digital nomad visa to get a bit of an update, what the process is. Um, and then also talk a little bit about the investor visa, as I know a lot of people are investing in Costa Rica at the moment. Uh, we discussed on a previous episode about how that being reduced from 200 to 150,000, but get a little bit more into kind of the uh, the weeds on that one. But let's let's jump back to the digital nomad visa. Um, could you just give us an, give us a bit of an update? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so as you know, the law passed, it has been signed, but we are still waiting for immigration authorities to issue their regulation. So in this case, I'm not that happy with immigration authorities because in that they are late, but I mean, they are not perfect as always. What I'm saying is that even though the law is in place, people cannot submit their application yet because immigration doesn't have the structure. So even though you may say, hey, I have all the requirements, I want to start the process, unfortunately, we cannot help you. We could help you scheduling the appointments, but again, since it is it has been anticipated from two weeks from now, that will not give us enough time to see immigration really putting in place the system to file and receive digital nomad visa applications. So yeah, unfortunately, we will have to wait a bit longer. This is why with our clients, we are trying to find different uh, paths to follow, maybe like the Stancia visa application could be a good solution in the meantime. Um, so yeah, digital nomad is not in place yet. This is bad news, unfortunately. Christina, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I have the, if I have my um, CITA, I have my appointment with immigration, say, and they do change yeah. it to, I don't know. If I have my appointment, it still means I can stay in the country. I don't need to leave every 90 days, right? It is correct. But now, I mean, let's say they anticipate it to November, then you can only stay until November. If, yeah. Uh, let's say you have appointment August 2022, they rescheduled it for November 10, 2021. Either you go to the appointment and submit your paper, paper or you have to do a border run to renew a visa. There are no other options. True. Uh, can, you, can you reject that appointment or not? You cannot reject it. You can okay. just maybe reschedule another one, but you, know, you may want to be careful and not yeah. do too many rescheduling. I'm recommending our clients to reschedule only once we have all the requirements and once okay. we're sure that we can submit the paperwork. Okay. How, how does the digital nomad visa apply if you have families, Christina? Okay, if you have family, uh, there is a big benefit because uh, as an individual, to the threshold to be able to apply is an income of $3,000 per month. On the contrary, if you are a family group, it is necessary uh, to have $4,000, which can be split between all the family members. So you can sum all the income of uh, you know, the wife, the husband, and even direct family members will count as per the law states. So it is an income that I think is reachable. It's pretty reasonable and families should be able to apply as digital nomad. Also, this is a great news because digital nomad, let's remember, it is a subcategory of the general category of Estancia Visa. But the peculiarity of Estancia Visa is that it does not apply to dependents of the person who is applying for the Estancia Visa. Estancia Visa, just, a way, just to recap, is a special permit that can be granted to a person who is invited here to provide services to a Costa Rican corporation, services for which the expat will not be receiving any salary. So digital nomad is 
is a subcategory. It is similar because it's always a special permit of one year, but it can be requested also for family members, which is a great news, you know. I've seen in my experience, most of the digital nomads that are here, they, are, they have a family. Yep. So yeah, it is a great okay. news. I mean, if somebody's looking to apply to the digital nomad visa and they were to apply with you guys, how much would they be looking uh, at a cost to apply for say one person compared to, I don't know, a family? Okay, so we, for one person, we charge of legal fees, $700. And for the expenses, we will have to see, you know, the final regulation of immigration authorities because they are yet to establish the expenses. Okay. I also have another good news because this is the price we are applying. I mean, we are quoting now because again, we are not starting this application, yeah. but um, we are happy to announce that in November, it's going to be our anniversary and we will be granting a 10% discount to all the clients that will reach out to us in November and will sign you know, an agreement with us in November because we want to be thankful and we want to return all the good things that the, that people have given us in this year, which has been amazing. I'm super happy. Good for so, you yeah. guys. Good for you guys. Um, so, I mean, basically, is that $700 per applicant? Or if a family applies with you guys, there'll be a bit of a discount okay, as well. So, right. You ask about family. So for the family groups, we have a volume discount. You know, we understand that the family cannot afford to be paying $700 for each family member. So we usually have discounts. The amount will depend on, on how many dependents they have. For example, let's say it's a couple, we are thinking about charging $700 for the principal and $600 for the wife or husband. If it's, I mean, if they have three kids, we will never be asking $600 for the three kids, maybe a little less we will we will we will try to see that as a general rule we try to have a fixed rate to all our clients because we hate you know it's not that we think huh can this guy pay us more let's charge more so we charge a fair amount which we consider is fair regarding you know the amount of time that we will have to spend preparing the case by following up and keeping the client informed and accompanying him through the process so but again we don't charge more to clients that cannot that can pay more, but sometimes we can be sensitive. It's family groups. We have tried to be flexible. For example, we usually request a 50% in advance, but sometimes yep. in family groups, we request 25, then another 25, and then so on. So yeah, we yeah. want to be flexible. We understand that budget can be an issue for some families or corporation as well. So we work with corporation as well, and we must be you know, conscious that money can be a problem sometimes. Well, I, I mean, I can I can vouch for you guys just because, again, you guys are about to do my citizenship because I've been a resident here for 17 years. So uh, when I get back, I'll have the paperwork ready for you guys to apply for my uh, citizenship and I'll become a, a full on Tico. Thank you. Yay, so, uh, I'm so honored to be helping you with that. <laughs> Super excited. Hey, I'm honored to have you do it for me. So uh, <laughs> let's change gears now to the investor um, um, residency here that we have. Um, I mean, can you explain kind of where we're at with that. I know the amount was $200,000 investment. It's now dropped to $150,000. Can you kind of give us a bit of an idea of what's happening, where we're at with that? People Can people apply for it now? And also what are the benefits and how you go about applying for those benefits? Okay, so with investor residency, uh, the good thing is that it, it was already a category before the new law with the new incentive. So it is possible to submit application as investors and request you know, to only apply the new threshold of $150,000. Uh, 
The other big news of the law that you are uh, remembering is that there are many benefits from the tax perspective that will apply to investors. Uh, we have not seen them being applied yet because you know the law is super new. We have not had seen a case uh, finalized yet within this few months for investors. Uh, what the law states is that once the person is granted the condition as investor, and by the way, this will apply also to retirees and rentistas, but let's focus on the investor category. Once you obtain the residency, immigration authorities shall notify the tax administration and tell them Richard Baxon is an investor here, so we'll be uh, eligible for all the tax benefits stated in the law 9996 of 2021. What are those benefits? First of all, you can import household items in a container without paying uh, import taxes, so on a duty-free regime. You could even import up to two vehicles, and be careful, it doesn't mean only cars. You could even import, I don't know, two helicopters or two planes if you have them, wow. and even boats. You know, wow. it's just any type of vehicle. This is stated by the law, right? But the big, big, big news for investors is that there is a huge discount, let's say like that, or a big exemption on the transfer tax. So if, an, if the investor decides to invest again and buy real estate, he will pay 20% less of transfer tax. So this will make a big difference because you know transfer tax is, is a big you know, a big amount to consider if you're buying real estate in Costa Rica. So that is a great news. These are the most important benefits. The other one is that, for example, um, if you have, if you're investing and you have an income stated as basis of the category that you are obtaining as investor, that will also be not uh, exempt from paying any taxes. So wow. that is that is not really clear because in theory, you know, investor is a person who invested in real estate or corporations now that he's receiving an income. And so this rule is not really clear. Also, this rule applies for the rentistas, and but rentistas are people who are receiving $2,500 here, and so they're not supposed to work. So it's not clear how sure. this will work, but there are a bunch of tax benefits that will be applied. We will have to wait a bit longer because also for this law, immigration was supposed to issue a regulation, which we haven't seen yet. So we must be patient, but I have clients so excited. They're already preparing a container with household items. Like, okay, I'm, I'm putting everything in the container. I don't care. So eventually I will be able to ship it, but I want to know what I can put inside immediately. Wow. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome. It's, it's funny that you do that because I know that I'd, uh, I'd um, consulted with you before because, I was, uh, you know, we kicked off here Costa Rica tourism bonds, which was, you know, investments, basically bonds into pre-existing uh, tourism resorts, um, you know, where one of them that we issued our first one was a $200,000 investment into a bond over 15 years, people would get returns, so they'd be receiving like a 4% fixed return, plus also, they'd get an annual stay at the hotel for up to 14 nights in a luxury resort. And also at the end of the 15 years, they get their money back, but they could also apply for residency. Now, it's interesting you say that, because again, I'm sure once it's all clarified is, on the 4% that you get paid back, you'd have to pay tax on that anyway. But here in Costa Rica, a withholding tax of like 15% for Declaración de la Renta. So theoretically, you wouldn't have to pay that 15% if, of course, you didn't have to pay tax on the income in Costa Rica. Yeah, we will have to see how that will work. I mean, it is 
questionable. So, you know, it's a fight that maybe yep. worth fighting against against I mean we will we will have to clarify and you know yep. say hey I'm not supposed to pay this because yeah, yeah. this is what the law states. That's very interesting. Yeah, we will have to that. wait for their for the criteria of tax administration. Yep. But there is a chance that it may not be taxed. Wow. Well that's great news. Uh well we'll see when it comes out. Uh there's great news yeah, the possibility the possibility but exactly. so I, I keep getting asked about this because sometimes you know someone's going to make a I don't know a $250,000 invest you know investment here in Costa Rica they're buying a property it's a husband and wife um you know mm -hmm. they don't they're like oh do we both need to invest 150,000 or is it only one of us and the other one can kind of apply as you know a codependent i mean how does that work Okay, so uh, all temporary residencies, which include investor, rentista, retiree, and business executives of corporation, can request a residency for themselves and for their direct family members as dependents. Now, what does this mean apply to the investor category? As you're saying, you know, the, the treasury is $150,000, but how about it's me and my husband doing investment? And let's say we buy a house for to 250,000. 250, okay, we, we must be careful. And this is important for the attorney to guide the person because if we do that and we split the investment 50-50, then none of us will reach the threshold. And it's not that you can sum as you do it for the digital nomad family member. You sum, you know, I make 3,000, my husband yep. make 1,000. Yep. And so I sum up to 4,000. No, in this case, you cannot sum family investment. It's be, it's, it must be one person, the principal investor. So I recommend clients to make sure that at least one of them reaches the threshold. Then they can, you know, also have the, the partner helping with investment, but at least one of the family members must have the 150 so that he can request it. And then all the other will be dependents. How does this apply in case of a corporation? You must make sure that uh, the, the ownership of the shares of the corporation are subdivided in parts that are important that are, uh, you know, proportional, sorry, for yep. The, yep. to the investment. Okay, so I must own shares that correspond to at least $150,000 Then my wife or my husband can own share for the other, for the remaining part. Okay, I think that's really important for people to understand because sometimes, again, someone will set up a corporation, they'll hold a property in a corporation rather than holding it in their own name for reasons of power of attorney when they're not in Costa Rica. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going through it at the moment with a client that I'm helping at the moment who the property's in husband and wife's name, not in a corporation. They're in Washington. And in order to do the, you know, the signing, they have to go to the consulate in the US to get known in the, in the US to get the power of attorney to then to come down here. And anyway, it's a nightmare. That's why sometimes having an incorporation is, is a lot easier. Um, but I think it's Absolutely. really important. Yeah, I mean, that's why I think it's really important. And it's not that expensive to set a corporation up here in Costa Rica to be inactive. You don't need to file taxes. You know, there is an annual filing you need to do um, and pay an annual inactive fee. But I do think it's much better than, than holding it in your personal name. Yeah, I agree with you. Also, having a corporation here could help the expat, you know, opening a bank account at the name of the corporation, uh, buying a plan for their mobile phone, which they could not do uh, before they become resident officially. So it's it's important. The other yeah. recommendation I have is, you know, there are many immigration experts out there, many corporate attorneys. You may want to reach out to a law firm that can help you as a one-stop shop, as we try to do to our clients, because 
by doing this, you make sure that you know you're covered hundred percent, and you yep. can go to somebody who maybe is super expert in corporate manners, but maybe they don't know immigration law, so they cannot provide. A, I agree. Broad advice. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, just just because I'm interested. I mean, what types of residency applications are you seeing more of at the moment, and why do you think that is? Huh. So investor, I see a lot of them, and I think it is, you know especially people that were here for here that have been here for years and they yep. never applied for residency but covid hit them and maybe they were stuck abroad they could not come in because even though they owned a property they were not resident so that i've seen a lot and i'm happy to say that i've seen a lot of people buying new real estate so investor is the most common category at the moment we have seen a lot of pensionados as well that yep. we have seen Rentistas, not that many, but we've also seen that. No. Okay. <clears throat> Is there anything else that you think listeners should know that maybe that we've not discussed at the moment, Christina? I will say uh, just a recommendation. Before you decide to move to Costa Rica, come here. Try the Costa Rican experience. Try to live here. Make sure you, you find the right spot for you because Costa Rica has many different places and not every place can be fit for a person. So for example, I like San Jose and I like Nazara. Other people prefer Santa Teresa. Other, they prefer Tamarindo. So I really invite people to first come here. And even if possible, meet with the attorney you're going to be working with. It's important, you know, the connection. And Costa Rican are uh, very friendly. But if you don't know the culture, you may want to try it first. Also yeah. to make sure that you can fit. You know, it is important. And I invite all foreigners to try to learn Spanish. If you want to come and live here, let's try to make Costa Rica your home and not recreate, for example, US in Costa Rica or Italy in Costa Rica. So when I came here, my Spanish one was not perfect. And I tried to improve it as fast as possible because I want this country to understand that I'm thankful. Costa Rica gave me a lot and I want to return it. So I want to make Costa Rica understand that I, I want to fit within the community. I want to be part of the community. And yeah, I, I think that's great advice. You know, I, I actually spoke to, I speak to a lot of people every day. Uh, I spoke to someone this morning that was thinking about moving here to Costa Rica. They were like, great, we want to buy real estate. And I was like, okay, where did you come? How, have you, how many times you've been? They were like, no, we've not been anymore before. And I was like, okay, let's slow down. Let's figure out first is, okay, what's the lifestyle that you want? What should be the amenities and services and community? What is the climate that you want to really identify the locations that could work for you? Then come down, come and explore those areas. If you want to, I'm more than happy to help. Like explore those areas, figure out which one's right for you and then rent before you buy. Uh, because a lot of people don't understand here is to exit a property that like if you're not a if you're if you're a foreigner you don't have access to finance only locals here have access to finance and there aren't that many people here you know as a percentage of the population that probably could get access to finance to buy something very nice at the beach or inland so to exit a property is not that quick meaning to sell it it doesn't you know sell as quickly as it does in other parts of the world just because finance is not readily available here and it's expensive you know people are paying anywhere from six and a half to twelve percent interest so you know it's a very expensive endeavor so i just said to people rent maybe for a year, figure out if it's the right location. If you like it, then, you know, you can explore buying. Yeah. And try the rainy season because some clients come here in December and everything, especially at the beach. Oh, wow, we love it here. Yeah, you have to try the rainy season as well yep. because that is going to be part of the package. 
I love it. It's a fa- my favorite time of year. Oh no. No, you don't not like it. Me, no. No, not at the beach. In San Jose, I like it. San Jose yeah. is fine. So I'd rather have you know my laughing at the beach during the high season, and I can come here when it's rainy. Yep. Here in San Jose, because I'm in San Jose at the moment. <laughs> Awesome. Yes. Well, Christina, the question that I always ask at the end of every episode, if you inherited $500,000 and you had to invest it into business or real estate in Costa Rica at the moment, what would you do with it and why? My answer is always the same. Real estate close to the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any particular That's features you would invest, do, invest in? Yeah. As I told you, I like Nozara. It's where my partner has his business running. So I will, we are actually looking for a property. So any leads will be much appreciated. Awesome. There you go, guys. If you have any property for sale in Nosada, please let Christina know. She's looking for something. Yeah, thank you. I will like that. No worries. Well, Christina, I very much appreciate your time as always. This has been great. Uh, we'll continue to kind of get you on and get an update as we kind of move through this process. And, you know, uh, immigration gets even more of its act together um, and stuff starts to come out. But anyone that wants to contact you, I'll put all your contact details in the description. And Christina, thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much, Richard. It was no super nice to see you. You have a great day. Bye. You bye. too. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Another great episode there from Christina Garini there, giving us a bit of an update there uh, on the digital nomad visa. A bunch of stuff that I uh, I didn't know there. Uh, again, those those appointments being moved up that like you, put, uh, you get them for 2022 and then kind of two weeks later, they move them up really quickly to kind of November, uh, you know, December time. So make sure that you have all your documents ready. Um, because a lot of the time people will set their appointments, then go to get their documents because they don't have a bunch of time. Um, but it sounds like at the moment is have your documents ready as soon as you actually apply for the process. Uh, also great, I thought thought was great feedback there. Uh, was also putting, you know, on a corporation, if you're going to be buying some real estate here or buying something and putting in a corporation, make sure that the principal person um, that's applying for residency or is going to apply for residency, that their shares have a value of at least $150,000 or more. So for instance, if you bought a property, I don't know, for $200,000, make sure that the principal has, I don't know, and there are 200 shares, make sure that the main person applying has 150 or more shares of the 200 shares, um, just so that again, you can apply for residency via the $150,000 investment visa. Uh, also interesting was the, um, you know, we'd have to see a bit further down the line and see how that works out. Uh, the application of the, you know, the tax-free uh, for income here in Costa Rica, that would be very interesting for anybody uh, that would be looking to rent properties here uh, as well, not paying tax on them. My gut says, knowing um, my one of our tax lawyer is actually the ex-head of uh, Tributacion, which is the IRS here, knowing those guys is they're probably going to drag their feet on that one. So I would be very reluctant to say that we'll see any tax benefits on that front, but you never know. So remember guys as well, uh, if anybody needs any help with anything, finding property here in Costa Rica, um, or just want some advice, you can contact us at info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. We're more than happy to help out with uh, anything and everything. So it's been a great podcast again, guys. Um, and there are very many more to come. We're not stopping. Uh, we've actually, I think we broke close to 20,000 downloads the other day on YouTube and also um, on uh, on Apple and also Spotify once you add it all up. So um, I'd love to basically seeing the snowballing i hope you guys are finding it useful uh, remember guys if you've enjoyed this please give us a thumbs up reviews comments um it helps more and more people basically uh, get to get this valuable information in front of them uh have a great day guys uh, and i'll speak to you soon Bye.